If I were the devil. If I were the devil. If I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The... So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Those words from Paul Harvey, mentioned in 1965, have become a reality for us in the year 2020, have they not? We need God. We, we live in a broken, upside-down world, and we need God to intervene and to restore our land. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says this, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Folks, we need a move of God. Today, we're gonna pray for our nation. This weekend, we are celebrating our 244th birthday as these United States of America. But it seems more like we're the divided states of America. We desperately need to get back to the Bible. We desperately need to return to God. And so today, we're gonna pray. We're gonna ask for God to heal our land and bless these United States of America. 
In Psalm chapter 33, verse 12, the word of the Lord says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We need a move of Jesus. We need Jesus. You know, we're going to keep it within the covers of the Bible here at 1910 Church. And we're going to respond to what Scripture calls us to do in times like this. And you can't get far in Scripture without beginning to see the heart of God. And when you look at the Bible, you see how God loves the world. In fact, in John chapter 3, verse 16, does it not say that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Listen, we need Jesus. We need a move of God. It looks bleak and dim and hopeless, but I'm telling you, ultimately, Jesus wins. Let's celebrate him today. Wherever you are, would you join us this morning? Come all you weary, come all you thirsty, come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water, come and thirst no more. Come all you sinners, come find his mercy, come to the table he will satisfy, taste of his goodness, find what you're looking for. Come on. For God so loved the world that he gave us, his one and only son to save us. Whoever believes in Him will live forever. We sing it this morning, declare invitation. Bring all your failures, bring your addictions, come lay them down at the foot of the cross. Jesus is waiting there with open arms. For God so loved the world that he gave us, his one and all son to save us. Whoever believes in Him will live forever. The power of hell forever defeated. Now it is well. I'm walking in freedom. For God so loved, God so loved the world. Praise God. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, praise Him, for the wonders of His love. Praise God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him.
cross Jesus is waiting God so loved the world Amen Today, as we begin this time of prayer, we're going to begin praying for our government. Now, listen, I want to encourage you to participate with us today and and not dial out and miss this moment. God's word says powerful things happen when we pray. You know, as I look at what's happening in our nation today, the, 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 there are three main areas today that I want us to pray towards because I, I see such dis function and disunity in these areas. And today we want to start by praying for our government and for our, our, our officials and those in authority. You know, when, when you look in the book of Romans chapter 13, you will find that we are to pray, we're to submit, and we're to honor those that are in leadership roles, those in authority positions. We're to give honor where honor is due. Look what it says in Romans chapter 13, verse 1, it says, Everyone must submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. And if you were to drop down to verse 7, you're going to read these words. To give respect and honor to those who are in authority. You see, Romans 13 is really quite clear to me that we are to honor and submit to those who are in authority. Why? Because God has placed them there. God has placed them there and we are to give honor to those people that hold those positions. Servicemen, first responders, local and government officials, all of those elected officials, we are to honor and submit to them. And, and let me just tell you something about this thing called honor. Honor doesn't necessarily mean that you're in agreement with. Uh, there are times in which I know that, that, that you're not in agreement with, 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 with someone that's in authority in, in, in a decision they make or, or a direction they take. Uh, honor does not mean that we're always going to agree, but yet we are still called to, in Romans 13, to submit and honor them. Here's what I want you to see today. That when we honor, I'm not talking about worshiping these men and women. That's a completely different scenario. We, We should not worship any elected official. But when we honor them, God is glorified. When we honor those in authority over us, God is glorified. And so today, I want us to have a time of prayer, praying for those in leadership roles in our government. I want to encourage you, you're you're having a watch party right now, you're with your family, maybe you're on the beach somewhere, you're just listening, watching on your iPhone. I I want to encourage you to, to spend some time with those that you're with to just pause right now and begin to pray for our government officials. Listen, they've been placed there by God is what scripture says. They've been elected by us to hold the places of authority that they hold. And our role and our responsibility is to honor them. We're to pray for them and to lift them up. And so I wanna encourage you right now, maybe it's, it's one person or, or several of you leading out in this time or maybe individually. But I, in fact, maybe why don't you begin to think of names of elected officials? Maybe starting with, with those in D.C., in the White House, all the way down to the local government to where you live. Call their names out. Ask God to bless them and to give them wisdom. Pray for them. But let's spend some time now praying for those in authority over us.
Father, today we thank you for those that you have placed in positions of leadership in our nation. From our president to our Congress, God, our state and local officials, God, we thank you for, for their leadership. And God, they're men and women that are broken and flawed and in desperate need of your wisdom and counsel and guidance. And so today it's with great joy for us to pray for them and to lift them up. It's an awesome responsibility that has been placed upon them, Father. Lord, they are dealing in some unsettled times and, 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 and Lord, they are longing for wise counsel. They, they desire for the best outcomes for our nation and for us. God, I pray that they would be men and women that seek you because in you is truth, in you is wisdom and, and wise counsel. Father, I pray that they would pursue you. Would you surround our elected officials today with, with men and women that will speak into them and encourage them, Father, in, in things that will be honoring and pleasing unto you. Father, I pray that, that you would protect them today. And God, that they would know and sense from us as, as citizens of these United States that we honor them, that we're lifting them up. We're praying, God, that you would bestow your, your blessing upon our nation. And it's gonna come, God, as these leaders make decisions based on you and your word. So we pray for them today. May they feel that in this moment, wherever they are and whatever they're involved in that we honor them in your name. And when you walk into the room, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring and when you walk into the room every heart starts burning and nothing matters more than just to sit here at your feet and worship you and we worship you
to know that when he walks into a room, things change. That's what he does. He changes environments. Today, I also want to lead us in a time of prayer for praying for people that are on the front line dealing with not only the COVID virus that has plagued us for months, but, but also for the unrest that has gripped our nation. We, we, we want to encourage you, and I think it ought to be a part of our daily prayer to continue to pray for those that, that have been affected by the virus, those who are sick, those who, who are in hospitals, those who, who have even lost lives. We must continually pray for those that have been stricken by this virus. It's ugly. And it's caused so much hurt and pain. We've continued to pray and we want to encourage you to continue to pray for for all those doctors and nurses that that are on those front lines and responding to the needs and the EMS people that are are getting people to and fro and and, and giving care, first responders. But but there's a group of people that I believe also that that for the last few weeks have just been just been looked upon unfavorably Uh, and I'm talking about our law enforcement I'm talking about those who who have been sworn in to keep the peace and 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 rightfully so I know that that we see images and we see things that that are disheartening that I believe not only hurt our hearts but they hurt the heart of God as well to see people being treated unfairly absolutely is wrong, wrong. But, but, but I'm reminded that, I, that not all cops are bad. Just like all people aren't bad. Are there some bad cops? Yes. Are there some people in society that are bad? You better believe it. But for us just to label and assume that they're all like that, I just think that's wrong on our part. Today, I want to encourage us to pray for this group. Not only doctors and nurses and EMS responders and firefighters, but but for law enforcement as well. 
I'm reminded in Matthew chapter five, verse nine, says, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. Police officers are charged with keeping the peace. And I'm telling you, it is incredibly hard to do so, especially in the days and times in which we live in. It requires so much sacrifice for them to do their job. Their their, their physical safety is always in question. Their, 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 Their mental health, time with their families. I mean, there is so much sacrifice required in keeping the peace. And I want you to know, men and women in law enforcement, we see you. And we thank you. We thank you for your job of helping keep peace. Blessed are you. We don't say it enough, but I just want to say thank you for what you do. You know, in John chapter 15, verse 13, it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. To me, the fact that that police officers train for extreme circumstances that are, that, 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 that are dangerous, that they're prepared to, to put themselves in danger, that is mind boggling to me. That's what you do. You throw yourself in the midst of hostile situations, in dangerous situations. A traffic stop is is not even a safe place for you. Patrolling neighborhood streets, and and, and that's not even safe these days. I remember the the day when when I was a young boy growing up and 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 and, and, and I looked up to police officers and, and 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 they were friendly. So many of you today, your lives are in such danger. Just, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around what you do. But that's what you do in John 15. You willingly lay down your life. You put yourself in these situations. I I would like to think that I would have the courage to, to do what you do. And I would like to think that I would have the courage to respond the way that you oftentimes respond. But man, I just, I just don't know sometimes. Thank you for what you do. So not only today do I want us to enter into a time of prayer, of of praying for those that have been affected with this virus, to thank God and praise God for the doctors and nurses that have been on the front line for weeks, months at a time, sacrificing, putting themselves in the line of fire as well. For fire personnel and for EMS responders and for our police officers. Can we pause right now and pray for and thank God for them? Let's pray. Father, today we pray for our police, our firefighters, first responders, 
those who, without regard for for their personal safety, have rendered care. And they've sped those who have been impacted by this virus. They've, They've gotten them quickly into healing hands of doctors and nurses. Lord, today as we gather, we we remember them and their families. They're heroes to us. We remember all of those, God, who have labored, who've, who've worked day in and day out to to protect our nation during these challenging times. And Father, I'm asking that you would surround them with your protective care this day. And may they feel our love and appreciation.
Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move in your spirit. Heaven, break out. Come now in power. Cover this land like you've done it before. Won't you do it again? Come on, sing. Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. Move in your spirit. Heaven, break out. And come now in power and cover this land like you've done it before. And Lord, send revival. Lord, send it now. A move of your spirit. Heaven, break out. And come now in power. Cover this land like you've done it before. Won't you do it again?
you know, the thing that I think is one of the most disrupting things that I see happening in our nation today is the way that we as human beings are treating one another. The way that we as humanity, the way that we as as citizens of these United States, how we have somehow seen each other as the enemy. Let me just remind you real quickly, scripture says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it is against the principalities and the rulers. And, And what Paul Harvey spoke to in 1965 is happening today. The devil is having a field day and he's tearing us as brothers and sisters, neighbors, humanity, he's tearing us apart. And not only does that grieve my heart, but I believe that it hurts the heart of a God in heaven who created all of us, all of us, regardless of skin tone, regardless of what nationality you are, regardless of your socioeconomic status, regardless of of who your favorite team is, He loves us and created all of us. In fact, one of the most famous sayings written down that those 56 men signed in Philadelphia Hall in 1776, all men are created equal. Those are not just words from our Declaration of Independence, but that is the very heartbeat of God. And His heart is broken. And it hurts when He sees the way that we treat one another. Continue reading in Romans chapter 13. We started there today. And and as we go on, beginning in verse 8, you're going to find these words. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. And what was God's law? It goes on to say in verse 8, to love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others. And so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Listen, the heartbeat of the gospel of Jesus Christ is service and sacrifice. And when you read the Gospels, when you get into the Gospels and read the Word of God, you're going to find Jesus. And when you find Jesus, what you're going to see is Jesus coming, Jesus coming to, to pursue his own people, the Jewish nation. But about midway through his ministry here on earth, he has a shifting of gears. And not only is he pursuing his own people, but he begins to reach out to people not like him. The Gentiles, what you find in scripture. He begins to minister, not to just one certain group of people who thought they had it all figured out, who thought they were the chosen ones. No, Jesus comes for all mankind for humanity. And and, and what does he do? He comes not only just to, 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 he comes to sacrifice his life for everyone. Not a certain group. Not just for people that had it all figured out. Not for people who were perfect and were, were law abiding. He came and he sacrificed. He gave his life for everyone. Every human being is a prized creation of God. That's how he views us. And can I just tell you, that's how we need to view one another. We need to fulfill the law. We need to love one another. Oh, no man anything, it says, except this. Love, love. Every created person is worthy of love. 
They're equal in God's eyes. They matter to him. And they should matter to us. You see, the ministry of of God is the inclusion of all people, of all tribes, all, all, all nations, all languages. He wants all of them to be a part of his family. You know, we cannot say that we love God if we don't love the things that he loves. Can't. We can't say we love God if we don't love the very things he loves. And God loves every man and woman, boy and girl of every tribe, tongue, and nation. He does. In fact, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, it says, Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He made time for everyone. He listened to them. He fought for those that were oppressed. He sought equality. He he wanted to right the wrongs. Those that had been pushed down by society, oh, he ran to their aid. Hey, listen. If we say we belong to him, we need to respond to people as Jesus would. And for us to somehow think that we can pick and choose who's worthy of our love, mm, shame on us. Because they are all precious in his sight. And so today, I want us to spend some time praying for humanity. I want us to spend some time praying for our neighbor. Who's our neighbor? It's everyone around us. God loves them. And he desires for us and requires of us, if we say we belong to him, to love them as he loves. So today I want us to pray for human relationships. I want us to pray for the plight of humanity. I want to pray for restoration, that we would come together as Americans. We would look out for one another's needs and be Jesus. Let's pray. Father, this shouldn't be hard for us. It shouldn't be hard for us to pray for humanity because we know how your heart beats for people. You love them. You desire for everyone to be included. You desire for everyone to to receive justice and mercy. Father, you desire for everyone to be recipients of love. Just as we've been the recipients of your great love, Jesus, you call us to demonstrate that love and to pass it on to others. So Father, that's my prayer for everyone watching this today, that we would return to not only our first love, you, but that we also would love the things that you love. For those of us that say we belong to you, we must live as you live, Jesus. We need you. We want you. 
we want to put you on display.
Church, we have an incredible opportunity before us today. We have an opportunity to step into the brokenness of our nation with the hope of Jesus. It's time for us to advance the kingdom of God. It's time for us to be a city set on a hill, to be salt and light. It's time for us to love as we're called to love. Your love and action challenge this week is to do this. For those of you that are ready for a challenge, I want to encourage you to daily, I said daily, pray for our leadership in our nation. To pray for law enforcement, first responders, those on the front lines. And to pray for humanity, for relationships. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We want to thank you for participating with us today. And listen, we, we take prayer seriously here at 1910, as you can tell. That's why we called an audible and just prayed today. But we know that some of you might be carrying some hurts and pains and some real struggles. Might be some situations that you're dealing with. And, and it would just be nice to have someone else come alongside of you in this time. We want you to know that that we're ready to pray for you and with you. In fact, you can text to this number, 97000. If you'll text the word PRAY1910, PRAY1910, text that to 97000. We have somebody that's gonna reach out to you and partner with you in your time of need. Thank you for being with us today. God, we thank you for our nation. God bless America.